0: No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible.
1: Welcome to Simply the Bible, the through to Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we look at Psalm 10, a prayer for God to arise and judge the wicked, and a praise that He hears the desire of the humble. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in the Psalms. On simply the Bible.
0: Psalm 10 is a beautiful ode to God's ultimate triumph over the wicked and his concern for the humble ones who trust in him. Psalm 10, verse 1 Why do you stand afar off, O Lord? Why do you hide in times of trouble? The wicked. And his pride persecutes the poor. Let them be caught in the plots which they have devised. At times, it seems that God is standing afar off. The world is going crazy, but where is God? It seems that God hides his face at times. Even Jesus cried out from the cross, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why is this? You know, unconfessed sin can cause God to hide his face, but often, as in the case of Job, God hides his face to test us and to strengthen our faith. The wicked are proud, thinking that they can live however they want with impunity. They persecute the poor. We think of Saul of Tarsus who was spiritually proud and who persecuted poor Christians until Jesus confronted him on the road to Damascus and said, Saul, why are you persecuting me? The Lord identifies with his poor ones who are persecuted. As we have already seen in the Psalms, God's judgment of the wicked is that they fall into the pit they have dug or They get caught in the plots they have devised. For the wicked boasts of his heart's desire. He blesses the greedy and renounces the Lord. The wicked in his proud countenance does not seek God. God is in none of his thoughts. The wicked are constantly boasting in what they possess or what they have accomplished. This is the pride of man. And it is the first of the seven things that God hates, according to Proverbs 6. God resists the proud. If you want to have God against you, then just be proud. The way of the world is to bless, esteem, and idolize the greedy. We are fascinated by the lifestyles of the rich and famous. But unfortunately, the rich are not always held to the same judicial standards as the poor. People turn a blind eye or accept a bribe to pervert justice. Why? Because in their hearts they bless the greedy and they renounce the Lord. In his pride, the wicked man does not seek God. As far as he is concerned, life is good and he has no need of God. God does not occupy any of his thoughts. His ways are always prospering. Your judgments are Far above, out of his sight. As for all his enemies, he sneers at them. He has said in his heart, I shall not be moved, I shall never be in adversity. The wicked are always prospering, or so it seems. When we get to Psalm 73, we will see that Asaph, David's worship leader, takes on this subject. Asaph almost stumbled when he saw the prosperity of the wicked. It seems that everything goes their way. But when he entered the sanctuary of the Lord, then Asaph realized that their feet are on a slippery slope and suddenly their lives will end and they will have nothing. The problem is that they are worldlings. They live only for this world and the righteous and eternal judgments of God are far out of their sight. He says in his heart, I shall not be moved. I shall never be in adversity. Now, as I look around today, what has happened in the world since the beginning of the year because of COVID-19 has turned people's worlds upside down. Despite all man's efforts, he hasn't been able to beat this virus yet. Adversity comes, sickness comes, economic hardships come. No one is immune. It is foolish to think in our hearts that we shall never be moved or that somehow we will escape adversity. The wicked person thinks that somehow his wealth will insulate him from all such troubles. But there is always that pesky problem of death. Verse 7. His mouth is full of cursing and deceit and oppression. Under his tongue is trouble and iniquity. Listen to what comes out of a person's mouth. Have you ever admired a beautiful woman and then she opens her mouth and filth comes out? That is so disturbing. But as Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The wicked person's mouth is full of cursing and deceit. He utters oppressive and brutal remarks because that is what is in his heart. It is only a converted heart that will bring forth transformed speech. He sits in the lurking places of the villages. In the secret places he murders the innocent. His eyes are secretly fixed on the helpless. He lies in wait secretly as a lion in his den. He lies in wait to catch the poor. He catches the poor when he draws him into his net. So he crouches. He lies low that the helpless may fall by his strength. The wicked attack the innocent by stealth. I think of... The epidemic of telemarketers and robocalls targeting the elderly and the innocent. They lead you to believe one thing, but so often it is a scam to get your money. Likewise, the wicked lurk in secret places where they can plot the murder of the innocent. The psalmist compares them to a lion in his den, ready to pounce on the poor. How like Satan they are. Jesus said that the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Satan lurks in the shadows and sets his ambush against the unsuspecting. He studies us to find our weaknesses, and then he designs the perfect temptation to make us fall. How we need God to help us resist the enemy's snares and take the way of escape. Too many believers have fallen to Satan's devices. Peter had succumbed to the temptation of fear and denied the Lord three times. But he later wrote to the church, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him, steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. He has said in his heart, God has forgotten. He hides his face he will never see. People often make the mistake of thinking that because they are getting away with it, that God doesn't see or doesn't care. They mistake God's patience for blindness, carelessness, or even approval. God is slow to visit His wrath on the wickedness of men because He is long-suffering. Not wanting anyone to perish, but all of us to come to repentance, But those who remain ignorant of God will perish in their ways. Verse 12. Arise, O Lord. O God, lift up your hand. Do not forget the humble. Why do the wicked renounce God? He has said in his heart, You will not require an account. Who can resist the upraised hand of God? When he finally raises his hand in judgment, it's too late. The psalmist cries out, Arise, O Lord, lift up your hand. Yes, when we see the wicked prospering, oppressing the helpless and murdering the innocent, we say, Do something, God, don't stand afar off. Bring justice. Remember the humble who trust in you. How long, O Lord, will the wicked continue to prosper? The psalmist then asks, Why do the wicked renounce God? Good question. It's a fool's errand to renounce or ignore God since none of us created ourselves. To renounce God is spiritual suicide. The fact is that you were created for God's pleasure and there's nothing you can do about that. God gave you your life and you will give an account to him for how you've used it. If you renounce him, if you forget about him, then you do so to your own eternal harm. But such is the mystery of evil. But you have seen, for you observe trouble and grief to repay it by your hand. The helpless commits himself to you. You are the helper of the fatherless. Break the arm of the wicked and the evil man. Seek out his wickedness until you find none. God may stand afar off. He may hide himself, but he sees everything. He sees everything that happens to us, and he knows how we react to it. God says, vengeance is mine. It is mine to repay. He waits, but he also writes the checks on payday. And the wages of sin is death. When it comes to standing before the holy judgment seat of God, we are all helpless. I mean, who can say there is no evil in my hand? I have kept my heart pure. I have never sinned in my speech. We have no self-righteousness before a holy and just God. Therefore, the helpless commits himself to the Lord. He throws himself upon the mercy seat. He bows before the throne of grace. He receives the only pardon for sinners, the blood of the Lamb of God. He commits himself to the salvation that comes by faith in Jesus Christ. The psalmist cries out to God to break the arm of the wicked and seek out his wickedness until there is none left to find. As the 17th century poem, Retribution says, Though the mills of God grind slowly, yet they grind exceedingly small. Though with patience he stands waiting, with exactness grinds he all. When God finally does bring judgment, he leaves nothing undone. The Lord is king forever and ever. The nations have perished out of his land. Lord, you have heard the desire of the humble. You will prepare their heart. You will cause your ear to hear, to do justice to the fatherless and the oppressed, that the man of the earth may oppress no more. The one thing we must remember is that God is king forever. Earthly administrations come and go. One party is in power today. Another party is in power tomorrow. But God remains on his sovereign throne and his glory is above the heavens. And one day soon, Christ will return to judge the nations and establish his righteous rule on earth. And then the nations who rebel against God will perish. But God hears the desire of the humble. I love this phrase. When we have humbled ourselves before King Jesus, then we don't even have to vocalize our desire. God already knows what it is. In fact, if we delight ourselves in him, then he gives us the desire of our heart. He puts it in there. So, of course, he is aware of it. And yet he still desires that we pray and we talk it over with him. God wants your fellowship. He wants you to cast your cares on him because he cares for you. God delights in being the defender of the fatherless, the oppressed, and the helpless. So commit yourself and your way to him, and he will deal with your adversary. Though God may appear to be standing afar off for a season, he will soon rouse himself
1: to stop the enemy in his tracks. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, The Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website Tomorrow we'll look at Psalms 11-12 through 12, where David trusts the Lord even though the foundations are being destroyed. God arises to deliver the poor, bringing them to safety. It's a great lesson in trusting God in an ungodly world. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the Psalms on Simply the Bible.